I think that's probably what makes a team good or what makes an individual good. But to be able to have a team full of those kinds of people, um, I think you don't really have to worry too much about, you know, at the end of the workout, are they going to give up on me? Or at the end of the workout, when things get hard, are they going to fall apart? Because you know that they'll always give their best effort. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I wanted to remind you of our Road to 1,000 Subscribers giveaway that we have going on our YouTube channel. If you subscribe and have a public profile, you'll be entered to win a free RX Smart Gear original jump rope. You'll get to pick the pattern of the handles, the color and weight of the cable, and you'll be getting one of the best-selling, best-performing jump ropes out there. Every time we hit a new century mark with the number of subscribers to our channel, we'll randomly select a new winner. And our friend Dave Newman is going to throw in a little something extra for each winner. So a special thanks to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, to Dave Newman for being such a great partner, and to you for being a loyal listener. Good luck, and I hope you are our next winner. Okay, can we talk about the most delicious protein bars ever made? They have 20 grams of protein, no added sugar. The macros are phenomenal, like 200 calories. They are delicious, like a treat, can't believe that the macros are the way they are and that the nutrients are what they are because they taste like a candy bar. Um, and I know my candy bars pretty well. I'm like a Snickers type of person. There's no aftertaste. They have so many flavors to choose from. If you don't, if you're not a fan of the caramel cashew, they've got salty peanut. They have a hazelnut nougat. They've got a chocolate dough, a crispy fudge, um, cookies and cream, white chocolate almond. They're all delicious, but check them out at bearbells.com and uh, try some for yourself. You won't be sorry. They're delicious. Totally awesome. And now off to this week's episode. So um, we are with Taylor Williamson, uh, four-time CrossFit Games athlete uh, with team. Um, and this is going to be awesome. So my first question with you is like the most important question is you have a dachshund. Mm-hmm. And there he is. Yep. Is this it a is, he or she? I'm sorry. Boy, it's Bruce. Okay. Bruce. Yep. He says hello. Hey, Bruce. He's so cute. Yeah, he he struggles with Zoom meetings. He really likes to be involved. So, <laughs> of course, my Bruce is just going to sit on the computer. So, <laughs> yeah. so I got a puppy this weekend, and we introduced him on a roundtable last night. I'm um, named Walter. Um, 
and he was he was not keen to the camera. <laughs> he he just seemed really sleepy. He's he's a baby puppy. Yeah, he's really only tired. seven weeks old. What kind of dog is it? It's uh, part uh, Yorkie and part Shih Tzu. Okay. He's tiny, but same coloring as Bruce. I always I love dogs that are named people names. I just I think that's too. so adorable. <laughs> kind of funny. It's always a little bit ironic. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you had Bruce? Um, about a year and a half, almost two years now. Yeah, we got him when he was a puppy. So. And he's totally a part of the family. Completely, he runs the family. <laughs> <laughs> so how does he what? like Tennessee? He loves Tennessee. Um, coming from Iowa, which is where he grew up, it's a lot colder. He's so little, he doesn't really tolerate the cold very well. But here, this, I mean, we're already at like 75, 80 degrees here and it's March. It's unbelievable. Nice. It's so nice. So he likes yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I'm in Columbus and Kat's in Delaware. Um, okay. And so we're not in the 70s yet. No, yeah, but it's been we, we it's wish. been nice. Last couple of days, we're in a little bit of a heat wave. I did have the rowers outside today and sent people running. So. Yeah. Ready to go. So what's your favorite thing to do with Bruce? Um, ooh, that's hard. We like dog parks. I know that's a pretty okay. basic answer, but he he always goes crazy and loves to just meet everybody. And it's always for some reason it's really entertaining to just stand around and watch dogs. Yeah. I haven't really figured it out. It's kind of weird, but it's just it, you could do it for like hours. It's so fun. So did you did you say you grew up in Iowa? Uh, I grew up in Kansas, but I lived in Iowa for about five years before moving down here to Tennessee. So yeah. you grew up in Kansas and you were a volleyball player. Yes. And so your five nine height helps you with volleyball, makes it a little more challenging for CrossFit. So, uh, so did you play volleyball from like a really young age or did you try every sport? And that's just kind of what you settled on. Um, I definitely tried every sport, but I did play volleyball since, I mean, elementary school, probably. Yeah. Through, through college. So I dabbled in everything and I was decent at everything, but volleyball was kind of where my heart was for the longest, I'd say. And what position did you play? I was in middle and a little bit of right side, um, just depending, but I was tall enough and could jump high enough. Honestly, was what it really was just being athletic to be able to kind of skirt around the height discrepancies. And, and what was high school like in Kansas? Um, high school in Kansas. Well, I came from a kind of a unique um, city in Kansas. It was right next to Fort Riley, uh, Junction City, Kansas. So we had a lot of like military population in and out. Um, so it was probably a lot more uh, diverse and just different than your typical, I think, Kansas high school that you would think of. Um, so I, I was at a pretty, pretty big high school growing up. Did the, is it the military what brought your family there or? Yeah, initially, but before I was born, my okay. dad was already uh I think he retired either a year or two years after I was born. So basically I didn't really have a whole lot of like direct contact with that. If that makes sense in my own personal yeah. life. But. Yeah. And they just liked it so much. They stayed. Yeah. My mom grew up there. So. Okay. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then you had a college scholarship. Yes. And where did you play volleyball in college? Uh, William Jewell college, small division two in Kansas city. Yep. Okay. And anybody who says anything about Kansas City, I have to ask, are you a fan of the Burnt Ends? I don't even know what that is. Oh, Burnt Ends. Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. Talking sports or something. Um, uh, oh, yeah. We, we, go, we always default back to food if when there's a question. <laughs> we like to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big fan. Yeah, I always, I had to travel to Kansas City a lot for work. And I think I ate them Burnt Ends for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
Yeah, it's easy to do. That's for sure. So I think I heard on a podcast somewhere that you actually got an academic scholarship as well as an athletic scholarship. Yeah, actually, um, that's true. And I think generally, I think depending on what division sport you're looking at and probably how good you are too, you can make more academically than athletically um, for the whole as a population, I'd say. But yeah, I was academic and athletic. And you studied biology? I did. That was my undergrad. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then I think I heard that you actually decided to stop playing volleyball before you graduated. Yeah, I did. Um, I think just a, just a combination of burnout and kind of this thing CrossFit had kind of tweaked my interest a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I played for three and a half years. And you were doing CrossFit kind of all, all the way along just to kind of stay in shape for volleyball. Yeah. Just kind of dabbling, um, winter break, summer break, a little bit in between, but not enough to like really get into it, if that makes sense. When did, when did you first realize you could be good at it? Um, during college, I'd say. I kind of dabbled with some like local competitions and, um, you know, got my, got my feet wet in different gyms and just kind of figuring out how things worked with CrossFit. And so what came easiest for you? Ooh, uh, anything with a barbell, <laughs> anything that was... Yay, we love products. <laughs> <But not probably laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, how much time did you put into your gymnastics? Oh, um, a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. No, I literally could not kick upside down to a wall. I never done anything like that in my life. Like that was terrifying to me. So that took like a long time to even feel comfortable. Okay. I'm upside down right now. This is wild. So and I was, you know, green banded pull-ups for months on end. Like I could not do a pull-up either. So I'd say, yeah, a lot. I can relate to that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then you finished college and you stayed at that college until graduation. Yeah. And what was your plan with the biology degree? Is it what's actually happening now? Yeah, I did. Well, okay. I, I did kind of have a plan, but nothing specific. I knew I wanted to go on to do something afterward school wise, but, um, and I'm in PA school now, so that was kind of like on my list of options, but I didn't have like a specific, this needs to be my path. Um, and I know with bio undergrad, pretty much you can just go work in a lab or be a teacher, and I didn't want to do either of those things. So I knew I needed to do more school after, for sure. So, so what kind of transpired in the next few years that made you realize you want to be a physician's assistant? Well, honestly, the stars kind of aligned with um, my opportunity to move to Iowa to be on a CrossFit team there. And then I had a, a great opportunity there with um, an orthopedic surgeon that went to the gym. He hired me as a scribe. So I kind of got a lot of hands-on experience, a lot of clinical experience, um, and a lot of like good professional guidance, if that makes sense. So it was a really oh, yeah. good time, um, both developing myself as a professional and you know getting to do CrossFit for four or five years and get this great team experience and awesome games experiences. So, yeah. So- so I actually work for the state of Ohio as a person who helps people find jobs. And we let them, we, um, we let people do that. We find companies that'll let them come in and kind of observe and see what it's all about um, yeah. to see if that's something they really want to do. So that's really cool that that just kind of happened organically for you. Yeah, no, it was a really good opportunity. It worked out amazingly well, I'd say. And how long did you work for them? Um, I think four and a half years. Wow. But I think it was four and a half, four or four and a half. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah. And through that, you decided that that medical field was definitely where you wanted to go. Yeah. Yep. 
And so you are now currently in PA school mm-hmm. in Knoxville? Yeah. Okay. And so how many hours a day is that? Um, just depends on the day, roughly eight. I mean, I think you could probably equate it to a 40 hour work week, but then you have like studying and homework on top of that. So, I mean, it's kind of apples to oranges in, in terms of like how to compare it to a job because everyone studies differently. Everyone learns differently. Um, everyone's different levels of like efficient, if that makes sense. So you right. can learn quickly or learn slowly. You can relax or work really hard, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Long story short. Yeah. So you're doing that and pretty much being a professional athlete at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just blows my mind. So yeah. how- well and I imagine that you're you know with CrossFit and things needing to be your movement's very efficient I'm guessing that you're one of those efficient studiers getting your work done kind of a person as well in terms of your academics yeah I think at this point if I want to do both these things I kind of have to be um which is fine I know I like have the ability to do that but it's it's taxing it's hard for sure but at some point if you you know you make a goal you know how to accomplish these goals, you just have to set out and, and do them just with the right expectations in mind, if that makes sense. And, and what kind of time management tools do you use to, to pull this all off? Um, a lot of planning ahead, a lot of, you know, correlating schedules and kind of looking, okay, well, this is my, I, get, I can have a gap here. I study better in the morning versus working out. So I'll study this morning so I don't have to spend 30 extra minutes trying to warm up for something that I'll be able to do more quickly in the afternoon. It's just a lot of thinking ahead. Does that make sense? Um, oh yeah. That's, yeah. I, I never even thought about it like that. Like yeah. that in the morning you need more warm up because it's cold. Oh, yeah. um, so you're saving time by, by working out in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's just a lot of like little tiny things like that to think about that you can kind of pull 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And then um, a lot of just like leaning on, on my fiance, he's really supportive and and helps kind of like make things flow so that we can pull this off. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and that was kind of the next part of it. On top of all of this, you just recently got engaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So throw that into the fire with everything else. Yeah. So are you are you waiting for the wedding so you have time to plan or are you throwing that into the? Um, the wedding is gonna be next December between okay. my, uh, didactic, which is when I'm like learning things in school. So classwork and clinicals. Um, I think I have like a three week break. So we're going to have a wedding then. Uh, we did hire a wedding planner and I am like, fortunately I'm super chill about all that. I don't really have strong opinions about like, it has to be this specific color pink or anything. No, I don't really care. And, and Nick doesn't really either. So I think that's not going to be a huge stressor. At least I, I anticipate it won't be, who knows. So how long have you guys been together? Um, oh, um, 16, I think three years. Oh, three years, three, I think three. Yeah. Okay. And how did you guys meet? We met at, um, at Granite Games actually in 2016. Is he an athlete? He was, yeah, he was an athlete there. Um, he's been in several of the sanctionals. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kat was a judge at Granite Games. Yeah, I have a I have an epic picture of you and I. You're climbing a rope, and I'm down below, looking like this with my hand up. <laughs> so really, that's uh, 
2019 it was. Were you my judge for that ball over shoulder rope climb one? Uh, did you win that one? Was that the last event? Yeah, yeah I, was your, I was your judge and I was Brent's judge because I remember both my athletes won and you guys were so easy to judge because you move really well. <laughs> so thank yeah, you. Yeah, we were like super, everyone was panicking about the standard about, the, I remember beforehand, mm-hmm. just with the hip extension and, and not wanting to get called on no reps. And I remember uh, I tried to make it really easy for judging and you would have to, honestly. Um, but I mean, I specifically remember, I was like, oh, she was really good. Thanks. So were you. (laughs) Couldn't have done it without you. That's all blushing. (laughs) Yeah. So you met him at Granite Games. Did he live anywhere near you or did, did, was there no? No, he lived in Michigan at the time, actually. Um, And we didn't, we, we met at Granite Games and we didn't really talk for like six months. And then we kind of just started talking just online casually. I don't really know how it took off. Um, but then we like met up at a couple of different things, regionals, games. Um, and then we, we dated distance for like six or seven months or something, a while. Wow. Yeah. So you guys really put the relationship to the test right off the bat. Yeah. Which honestly is probably the way to do it because if you're like dating in the same place and then you move away, I think it'd be a lot harder versus yeah. starting away. And then he eventually moved to Iowa. Um, and then we moved here together, but yeah. That's really great. And so yeah. you said he's an athlete and he's done sanctionals as well. Yeah. Yep. And then he, um, he's a coach as well. So he was the head coach at the gym I went to in Iowa. And then, um, he now works for, for proven with, uh, Tia and Shane. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, is that coach Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. No. Yeah. Now it's, now it's all making sense. So yeah. I got to ask when you decided to pick a school in Tennessee, uh, cause you just started in September, right? Um, yes. Or- was that intentional in terms of location? Were you sort of plotting anything with regard to the games? Was he in touch with Shane? Like, did any of this, no. was it any of it calculated like that? On the radar. Um, I was between a school here in Tennessee and a school in Phoenix. And I picked Tennessee because the weather seemed better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I liked the school better also. And I liked the start time better. So it was all just not even related to any of that, but it's all worked out really well. As a whole. I would say I would, so. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that that is crazy. So, in all my research, I never fa- I never connected that dot. Yeah, really. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So cool. Learned something new today. Yep. So, with all that, we'll kind of get into your career a little bit. So, you, how did you get to OC three Black? You you finished college. Mm-hmm. Did they recruit you to Iowa? Did you just happen to go there? Um, they recruited me. Yeah, it was, I think they were looking for a girl to fill in because they had an injury the previous year. So they were looking for their uh, third girl at the time because it was team to six. Um, so they had seen me at some local comps and um, reached out and we had some visits and it ended up working out. Yeah. Um, and so you've done teams of six and you've done teams of four. Do you have a preference? I like team of four better. Yeah. yeah, it's it's less busy, um, and you're more likely to have four people that are kind of within the same fitness level, if that makes sense. So I think it makes it more exciting um, all around for viewers and for just team members, and, and it gives you more opportunities for different sorts of wads, I think. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's got to help with communication because you're not trying to communicate with six, yeah. just four. Yeah, definitely. So you guys, you guys were a pretty big powerhouse for four years. 
uh, four straight visits to the games. Um, you were actually in my region, um, the central region. And so I work security and I judged in that region. Um, and so I got to see you guys up close and personal every year. And it was awesome to see you guys go head to head with mayhem. Cause you really gave them a push almost every regional. Yeah. Yep. Every time. And, and then, so, and then the invitational, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Rogue was a really good time. I enjoyed that event a lot. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. So you, you podium with OC3 Black uh, in 18 and, yes. and take third. Um, it, did, that, did that meet your need or did, were you itching for more? I'd say definitely itching for more. Yeah. I, watching you compete, I can see that there's, there's a fire that goes beyond third place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all good. I mean, it's great. It's an accomplishment. But I usually don't do things with the intent of doing less than being the best. So, yeah. I mean, I want to win things. Most of the things I do, I'd say. Yeah. College, <laughs> college volleyball player, academic scholarship. Yeah. Now you're going to be a physician's assistant. Like, yeah, you're not half-assing anything. No, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so what was that experience with OC3 Black? You guys were together for four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot. We were together for four years. Um, some exchanges here and there because people are moving out or people are moving in or whatever. But overall, I'd say the same, like, you know, skeleton crew. Um, it was fun. I learned a lot as an athlete. I learned a lot as a, just a person. Um, and it's also interesting to see how, how much it makes a difference being together all the time and training all the time and how much that really matters versus just having a bunch of really fit individuals that don't know how to work well together. Um, like team teams, there's something to be said about the, the power behind that. Just like yeah. knowing before they even talk about it, like, okay, she's going to break up with this rep because I've worked out with her so many times and she's not good at this movement. You know what I mean? Right. You can get a lot out of that. And, and that's, I think that's what was on display so much at that, at those regionals is you guys were just like, you guys were all of the same mind yeah and didn't need a lot of communication because you knew each other so well. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to ask, you know, you, you and Andrea have been together a long time, a lot longer than some marriages in this country. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, so what is that relationship like? Um, it's good. I'd say we're still together now. <laughs> um, it's good. It's just, it's always nice to have uh, the push I'd say. And we're just like oddly the same in so many things. Um, even just like daily workouts that we'll do. For example, like the other day, what was it? It was like 27, 21, 15, nine of chest to bar and burpee over the bar. And I did it like a day later after her. And I was like, hey, I got, I did this in 601, why don't you do it? And she's like, I did it in 601. Just like, <laughs> literally this happens all the time. It's unbelievable. It's been happening for years. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of workout it is. We're just like the same athlete in a lot of different ways. Um, and the things that we are different in, we kind of, we kind of know what to expect. So you can kind of like, okay, well, it's a rope climb mod. So maybe I'll take an extra one because I'm just a little bit better than her or it's a burby thing, maybe she'll take a couple more. So it's, it's nice to have someone that you knew, know so well as an athlete. Um, it just makes for easier communication, I'd say. So you guys are synchro even when you're not together? 
all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we hate doing individual competitions against each other because it ends up being just like slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. So, how much do you guys compete during practice? Um, most of the time when we're practicing, we'll say we're not, and then we'll end up trying to compete. Even if it's like a team workout, it's like, okay, well, I want my rounds to be a little faster than hers, you know? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. how do how do you reel that in? Or, or don't you? Um, I think it just depends on the day. Some days, you know, you're feeling a little more beat up and you know, okay, well, it's going to be okay if we're not, if I don't win this or whatever, but no, you don't really reel it in. I'd say it's just a part of, and if you're constantly competing and constantly putting pressure on yourself to, to do better, I think it just makes you better as an athlete too. Did you have a question, Kat? I, I thought I no, stepped over you a second. I, I was just going to ask um, about the team now with Mayhem. Obviously, you know, you and Andrea have have made the move and, and you're on that team now. Um, Rich mentioned back in 2019 after the games and the whole team really said that they barely felt like they worked out at the games, like afterwards. It wasn't, you know, that big of a deal. And we all see just you know, the YouTube content that they put out there, how much they train. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I'm just wondering like how much of a, of a change has that been for you? Or is it pretty much in line with what you guys were used to prior? I'd say it's pretty much in line with what we're used to. Um, definitely volume wise intensity. I think you, you probably pick up a little bit more when you are in that team aspect. So volume wise, same, same as we're used to intensity, give or take, but just having athletes around you that are either better than you or, or the same as you, you automatically pick it up a level. So same, but maybe just a little bit harder because you just go harder. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And how's your body holding up? Pretty good. Pretty good. good overall. Yeah. So, so I have one more Andrea question and that is that you both did a half marathon. Yeah. And yeah. that was a competition as well. Um, yeah. I say, um, because I lost, but yeah, that was a competition <laughs> and I lost. <laughs> it, and my favorite quote from your post was, did that never doing it again? No, nope. Not a fan. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'd be different if it was a trail or just anything other than a road, but it just was really boring and really long. <laughs> yeah. Kat and I are not fans of running. Yeah. I see no I use for it, really. In California, she had just got done with the, the testing crew or demo crew or whatever for the games. And they did that long trail run. Um, and she she texted me like a couple weeks later or whatever, like after the workouts came out. And she was like, she's like, yeah, it was really bad. Like I had to walk a lot. I'm pretty sure Christy beat me by like 20 minutes. Christy Ron, she's really good at running. I was like, let's sign up for a half marathon. Let's just do it. So that's how that came about. Because I started running also. She's like, okay, great idea. And then <laughs> hated it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that is making me laugh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Never a good what, idea. What friends it. talk you into. I, I did a quarter marathon once because of my friends. Yeah. I swore I would, you know, I, I am the Clydesdale. I am big. I'm a bigger athlete. And that just was awful. I couldn't walk for four days on a quarter marathon. <laughs> So you mentioned earlier about that team teams have that communication and it's a lot easier when you do that. You actually did a super team in 2020 with Roy Gamboa and Travis Williams and mm -hmm. you went to Dubai. Yes. So I have a couple questions about that. And what was, what was the difference in doing a super team 
And did you, did you enjoy that? Or do you like being on a team team better? Um, okay. So I think that that super team prior to Dubai, I'm pretty sure we only got together one time. Um, so one time of together on worm one time working synchro, I think it was like a two or three day weekend. Um, so it was definitely different than anything we were used to in the past. Um, I think I, I liked the idea of the super team, um, better going into the season, like Dubai, we worked on a lot of things. Um, but we did have a lot of errors that were definitely avoidable had we like been together more as a team team. Um, so that just like costs seconds for, for reasons that are avoidable. That, that's hard because it's not your fitness. That's not your, that's not your muscle fatigue. That's just like communication and knowing each other. So I guess when you have unforced errors like that, it's just a little bit less acceptable um, because they are avoid, unavoid or they are avoidable. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I liked the super team idea because then you could move forward in the season and, and kind of hone in on those things through other sanctionals or through practices. And I think the potential to be a super team that is a team team was a really exciting idea. Uh, had COVID <laughs> not happened, obviously. Um, I love how we're just naming, we're just making up names now, team teams, yeah. super teams. <laughs> we all understand what we're talking about though. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. yeah. It, CrossFit always has a language of its own and right. only if you're in the sport, do you understand what we're talking about. Absolutely. Um, and so the other, another facet of this is, you know, Travis is kind of known as that guy that puts his foot on the pedal until all the gas is out and then he's got nothing left. Yeah. Did, did he do that as part of the team? Dude, we told him he couldn't. <laughs> did he listen? <laughs> Um, I think some things, and I think there's actually some give and take there because there are some lessons to be learned with like, okay, just go out hot and see what happens. Um, and I think that's a good idea in some instances, but I think he does that every time. And that's not a thing you should do every time. He's got one strategy. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does one thing, but I think when you have to seek her with other people, you, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't believe Roy keeps signing up to do these things with him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they were they were both at the fittest with Andrea too. Were you yep. were, were you like in school and couldn't make that one or? Yeah, yeah. I was in school. I figured that was a that was a fun weekend. I uh, funny story about Travis. He was setting up with uh, that last rope climb event, and he was trying to like over explain how he was going to come down really fast, but it was going to be under control. And, you know, can you please make sure you don't know rep me? And we had to like change his judge right before, because we were like, Oh no, this is, you know, he's like making a stink about something. Well, yeah. it turns out that he, he blew up and like could barely make it up the rope, you know, let alone come down the rope. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He was wasting a lot of time, like worried about that aspect of the workout that he didn't quite get to. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in typical, you know, all in fun. He's a, he's a well, great knowing guy. Roy as his teammate. I think he probably saw the writing on the wall there, knowing that Roy is going to absolutely murder our legless rope climb workout. And that's not yeah. something he's really very good at. So he's probably a little nervous going into it. Yeah. And just wanted to control all the things he could control, I guess. But yeah, the writing yeah. was on the wall there for sure. <laughs> so, so was that your first time in Dubai? That was my second. Second. <sighs> So what is it like there? Like for us, those of us who have never gotten to, to experience that. It's cool. It's different. It's very different um, than America. Um, so all of the competition was like within the, a block or two radius of the hotel. 
Um, so you stayed at the hotel and you could like walk to the venue and there's like randomly like a little Irish village in between so, like a bunch of restaurants and stuff. I don't really know why it's Irish, but if you kind of left that a little area, you could kind of see a little bit more of the, the culture. Um, the first year we went, we went on like, um, like an exca or an excavation thing. So it was like camel rides and uh, duning in the, the sands and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you can go to the big mall, but it's just, it's just a little bit of culture shock, I think, um, which is to be expected. Were, were you guys viewed as sort of the women, especially like freaks of nature being there, like in terms of, because you're just so amazingly built and, and different looking than probably the locals. Yeah, I guess, but not as much as you expect because it's, it's pretty like progressive there. In okay. But I think if you leave the city by 30 minutes an hour, it's like going to be like that. Like you're going to be looked at for even wearing shorts or like mm -hmm. short sleeves. Like women don't walk around in with their ankles showing kind of thing there. But wow. in the city, you're pretty much fine. It's way yeah. more than other places. It just seems like another planet to me, like the opulence and the, and the ocean that close and the man-made islands and all that. It just seems like just yeah. crazy to me. I'd love to see it one time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're going to take a short break from our interview to tell you about our newest sponsor, Up Before You Coffee. They are an amazing coffee. It is delicious, has different little notes of chocolate and things like that. Um, and it's really clean and crisp uh, when you drink it in the morning. Uh, but they have a light roast. Uh, they also have a medium roast. We are so excited about the sponsor sponsorship. Uh, if you use Clydesdale 20, all caps, Clydesdale 20, you can get 20% off your order. Just go to upbeforeyou.com and uh, order your coffee. It's delicious. You'll love it. So now we're going to get to um, the rogue challenges. Uh, someone has kind of dominated the rogue, ch rogue <laughs> challenges thus far uh, by winning both the Echo Bike Challenge and the Sandbag Hug. Uh, so let's talk about the Echo Bike first. Uh, it blew my mind when you said that you were disappointed you couldn't fit it into one Instagram post, normal Instagram, because you did what, a one, 108. So eight seconds shy of, of being in a normal Instagram post. A long eight seconds. <laughs> long eight seconds that was. So how, how were your legs when you got off the bike? I don't even know. I didn't even think I could feel my legs. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a not, that was not a fun event to do. That was not a fun thing at all. Like before, during, and after, just a lot of anxiety going into it. Just, you just know how bad that's going to be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and you don't even like remember, like you went so dark that you don't even really remember the after effects. Yeah, so I actually, I haven't told many people, I did this three, I did it, I did it three times. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know how to do it, honestly. And I thought, because girls are going to be a little bit different than guys. 50 is a lot of calories for girls. Yeah. I didn't know if it would be like a little more endurance-y. Um, so the only thing I changed between all three times is I just went out harder and then I went out harder. And then the last time I did it, it was literally just an all out. I acted like I was doing 20 calories. So I did like a 20 cal pace and just did that as long as I could. Um, so my first time was like 149, I think. So I was like, okay, I can probably get like in the 130s. The next one was 132. 
I was like, there's no way I can go faster than that. Like that's, that's going to be the fastest time ever. Like I can't do better than that. And then I did it again <laughs> with the like 20 calorie only mindset. And it was just because the calorie takes over exponentially, the faster you go, the, the faster it's right. going to go up. It was worth because you die a little bit at the end, but the faster part at the beginning was so much more worth it. Yeah. I just, I love how you say like, there's no way I can do faster. So I did it again. (laughs) So at what point did you, what point did you feel yourself? Like, I just have to hang on. Um, I think I looked at the monitor at 25, which is like a heartbreaking point because it's (sighs) like, you're you're not anywhere close. And then I think I heard something around like 40. I think Nick said, you have 10 left. And then he said something like, don't give up. I'm just over there like, why would I give up at this point? <laughs> <laughs> the thing you could say, I'm not going to give up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think like when you're at 40, you're, well, you're almost there. You know what I mean? You did the hard part. Oh, oh I think we've all felt that way at times where someone's yeah. like encouraging you to do something and you're like, duh. That's like the that's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so then, so you win that. Then we do the sandbag hug, which may be one of the most amazing feats I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. I mean, did you win it by like seven minutes or something ridiculous like that? Six I, minutes? I think yeah. so, yeah. Oh. Um, I have really long arms, so that's <laughs> really helpful. And I'm strong too, so that's also really helpful. I don't know, it's a weird skill. So there was a point where I think it was like 13 minutes in you took one arm off the bag and shook it out and said, I just need a little shake. And I, my jaw dropped. And I think at that yeah. point you still would have won. Yeah. You could have dropped it right then. <laughs> yeah. And then you my went six right minutes forearm. longer. Yeah. My right forearm was blowing up. Nothing else hurt. It was just my right forearm. It's like, I got to shake my arm out. So I took my arm off the bag and Nick about dropped the phone. <laughs> what are you doing? Cause he's reporting me. I was like, no, my arm is really tired. Like I need, it need my right arm specifically needs a break. It's like, this is unreal. You're holding a 150 pound sandbag mm-hmm. with one arm. Yeah. After, after holding onto it for 13 minutes, right? Not, not fresh. And, and I think I heard you say, I just need a little shake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was blown away. You, you are amazing. Just a weird skill. I really don't know. <laughs> That's right up there with Sam Briggs at the Rogue Invitational doing like six more rounds and everybody else on that snatch oh, workout. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She killed that. Yeah. So, so how did you do on the dead hang? Not good. <laughs> not a skill of mine. Not good. Um, I don't know. I think I did like 240 something. Like not, not good at all. But since then I've done so many dead hangs. Like I'm so mad. I'm so bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to get better. Yeah. No, have we, have we seen anyone else publish a time that's like much longer than that? Oh, I haven't looked because I don't want to know. Okay. So you say you're terrible at it, but we still don't know that you didn't win it. I no, it's published. It's done. Okay. Um, I think. I think what Nick said is that I almost made the first page. <laughs> oh, okay. So, no. That's still not bad at a skill you're not good at. I'm too big for that. <laughs> I still think you're a machine. So <laughs> no matter what. So then, so now we're going to talk about the mayhem thing. Um, so you went to school in Tennessee, you no plans of, of the future other than become a, becoming a physician's assistant. 
And at what point do you get reached out to, to become a member of Mayhem Freedom? Um, I had been kind of training at, at One Valley, which is Chase's gym. Um, he's the, the other guy on the team, kind of off and on, more off than on with school. But before school, I was there a lot. Um, so we kind of like knew it was maybe going to happen, maybe, maybe not affiliate team. But I wasn't really super interested. I didn't have any details. and I just didn't really know much about it, to be honest. So um, I wasn't really super uh, like hadn't really thought much about it until Rich reached out um, like last week of December or so, I think. So, and then it kind of, you know, planted a seed in my mind. I'm like, okay, this could actually work pretty well. Um, we went, had to wait till the rules came out, obviously, to really have a good idea what that meant because no one really knew until the rules came out. But yeah, yeah, it okay. wasn't until around the first of the year that we really kind of put things in, in play. So what has that been like with like hanging out with the Mayhem crew and the culture there? Is it different than what you've experienced before or pretty much the same? Um, the same in a lot of ways, but also different in a lot of ways, just different groups of people. But at the end of the day, you, um, you know, you get in, the, you get in, you work out, you, and the workouts themselves are pretty similar to the style of workout I think I'm used to. So um, some differences, but also some similarities. Yeah. It's all been super welcoming and, and it's been nice. I like everyone there. So you, Haley's been there and, and there's a lot of YouTube videos of you, Andrea, and her working out together. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's kind of fit too. Oh yeah. W what has she added to the competition? Oh yeah. She kicks her ass at everything. Pretty much. <laughs> so and she's so, she's so young too. She's like half Andrea's age. Not really, but she's, she's <laughs> like, okay, what now? Okay, what now? And I'm over like, oh my God, we're doing more. <laughs> um, <laughs> calm down. But no, she's, she definitely adds a lot to, it's just, it's different when you're like out there getting lapped. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's good though. It's a good push. Yeah. So my next question is going to be a little bit weird. You, you are, and you've demonstrated with the rogue challenges that you can go to a place that a lot of athletes can't go to in your head. And you can kind of relax in that suffering. And that's something that Rich has been known for as well for a very long time. How dangerous is it, dangerous is it to have more than one person like that on a team? I think that's probably what makes a team good or what makes an individual good. But to be able to have a team full of those kinds of people, um, I think you don't really have to worry too much about, you know, at the end of the workout, are they going to give up on me or at the end of the workout, when things get hard, are they going to fall apart? Because you know that they'll always give their best effort, um, which might be bad. I mean, it might end up being bad. Like my burpees might die, but I'm going to give you everything I have. And that's all you can really ask for on a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's just a superhuman quality, you know, for us mere mortals just to watch you guys do that. And, um, and I'm so excited to see how this turns out as a team, because I think it's, while Rich has had other good people on his team, the mindset that you and Andrea have is just very different. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And so and I'm just super excited to see what that translates into. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. And, and to think that Rich was, you know, possibly ready to just sort of hang it up, you know, and with, with the new rules and, and things not working his way to, to, to go from that to 
you guys might be the most dominant team that Mayhem's had <laughs> in history, you know, is, is crazy to me. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. It did work out pretty well for him. um so so what is that pressure like now right you know how many teams have a a hype video to announce who their roster is um you know you're you're with mayhem now so it's like they have a full media contingency covering you guys working out and practicing and doing all that stuff (laughs) what is that pressure like and and how how do you deal with all of that at, at once Um, it's definitely different having a camera in your face most of the time. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm there to do a job and that's to work out as fast as I can. So I think you just kind of have to remember that and and not really think about like, oh no, I think I might be snotty or, oh no, I, my clothes don't match or whatever people worry about. You know what I mean? Um, you just have to kind of keep perspective and, and know that you're not going to like, I'm not out there to win a beauty show. You know what I mean? Right. And I know Andrea is the same exact way. So I think that we, we handled the cameras well in regard to that. I think a lot of other, especially female athletes will be a little more conscientious about like making sure their hair looks perfect or like, I don't want to do this movement because it might make me look bad on camera or like make up between things. And we're just not quite that way. <laughs> well, and it's kind of a good um, litmus test going into the competitive season where cameras are going to be the norm. You guys, you guys are practicing with that atmosphere. That's a really good point. Actually, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't really make you think twice about it when you're on the floor and there's a camera running in front of you or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask, has it, has it impacted your followers on like Instagram? Yeah, a little bit. Um, (laughs) I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. I've gained a couple. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, they're kind of a staple in the CrossFit world. You know, you've been one of my favorite athletes for a long time, but um, I just didn't know if that gave an impact with, with get, being on YouTube all the time and the Instagram mm-hmm. posts and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've never really been an athlete that's, that's in it to get a lot of followers or like trying to create a, a specific brand or anything like that. Um, I think just because I'm not really looking to do that as a career. I don't really want to monetize my Instagram. I want my Instagram to be full of things that like make me smile. Um, even if it's not like the thing that'll get the most likes. So that's always kind of, kind of been my approach to, to social media. So I don't think I have a million followers or anything, but I don't really care that much either. So yeah. 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 Bruce, Bruce brings, Bruce brings <laughs> smiles. A lot of Bruce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so what, what does the future look f- like for you, Taylor? Busy um games training through when is the games august so um sticking with team mayhem and then pa school through all of that um i am done with didactic in december so no more classes i'll be able to go to clinicals after that so that's kind of what the immediate future looks like beyond that i'm not really sure when will you be finished with the practicals and all that when will you have that pa certificate it's a two and a half year program. Um, I started last September, so it'll be about two years from now. <laughs> okay. So you'll have one more game season if you choose to compete a second time with that school sort of as a, as part of it. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought beyond this year. Um, sure. And also with clinicals, I might be moving around because we get kind of stationed to different places um, just depending on, I think luck the draw really, but I don't really know what next year will look like yet. 
we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So I have one more Cookville question for you. Have you been to Ralph's Donuts? Yeah, actually, it's really good. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was uh, I was there for the Mayhem Classic, um, and that was our first stop. Oh, man, there's there's not donuts like that all over the world. That's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Everyone talks about Ralph, so we had to check that out pretty early on. Yeah. All right. How far away are you from the gym? Um, about an hour and twenty from Mayhem. You mean? Yeah. Hour twenty or so. Give or take. So so you're not there every day, right? I mean, no. you can't be. Uh, weekends. So I only have class Monday through Thursday. So usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Got it. Okay. Well, we want to get into the fun questions with you, uh, the rapid fire. And so we're going to hit those pretty quick. Uh, just kind of whatever the first thing comes to your mind. So my first question for you is what was your favorite rogue challenge? Um, ball hold for sure. Ball yeah. hold. The bikes are yeah, you're, you're just natural. That's your natural strength. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't hurt like the bike hurt. I don't like the bike. And the, the hang thing I just sucked at, that wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about your Mayhem teammates a little bit. Um, when you think about Rich and Chase and Andrea, who is the funniest? Oh, probably Andrea, yeah. She's just, yeah, she's just full of character. I don't know if she is trying to be funny, but she's fun to laugh <laughs> with. And laugh. Perfect. Yeah. Who is, um, who is always late or the least prompt? Hmm. A mix between Rich and Chase. I'd say uh, Rich because he takes forever to warm up, like a really, really, really long time. So that's not really late, but that just is very slow. I think like you're waiting on him a little bit. Yeah. And then Chase tends to be a little bit on the late side in terms of showing up, but not routinely. Okay. And he, yeah. he has a new baby, right? Like a yeah. brand new baby. Good excuse, okay. Yeah, he gets a pass. Yeah. Um, and who eats the most? Uh, maybe me. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So with school, do you have a favorite class that you're taking right now? Um, right now, probably my clinical assessment class. So it's just kind of learning medicine. Right now we're doing eye stuff. We just got out of like uh, nose, throat. It just kind of goes through the body systems basically and teaches you common pathologies and how to treat them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So coffee or pre-workout? Coffee. What, what's your favorite coffee drink? Um, just depends on what time it is. And I think how much caffeine I want. So like afternoons or, you know, like lunchtime, more of a latte, but in the morning, it's more like business, like espresso <laughs> shots or just like black coffee. Yeah. And are you getting that at home or are you going out for that? Both, but at, with Christmas, we trying to, we decided to try to do more at home. We uh, just got an espresso machine, which yes. is like amazing. Yeah. We, we yeah. asked Tasia that question and she, she basically named every coffee drink as her favorite. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So we're thinking about the open. There's one dumbbell is one of the requirements. Is there anything specific with one dumbbell that you're hoping to see in the open? Anything. Yeah. More dumbbell, less body weight. I'd say more of anything with that one dumbbell is going to be great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the heavier, the better. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's only going to be 35 pounds. Sorry. <laughs> um, any, uh, what's something about Andrea that we might be surprised to know about that she would be okay with you sharing? Oh, that's so hard. I needed some prep for that one. Um, <laughs> okay, well, she also has a wiener dog, but it is a, um, it's a, like a bigger, what is the mix? A Great Dane wiener mix. Yeah, right? Doesn't oh, work goodness. That, that is a weird picture in my head. <laughs> yep. I hope the mom was the Great Dane. I don't know. It's a, it's, um, it's like a, an adopted dog, but they figured out yeah. what it was with like Google pictures and stuff. So I got my wiener dog first and she copied me for the record. But yeah, we both, <laughs> both have wiener dogs. And her dog's name is? Annie. Another, another girl name. I love it. Yeah. Very funny. So what do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment so far in life? Oh, that's so hard too. I don't know. Um, mm. There's a lot of factors. I don't know. I mean, one, my fiance, I think that it's pretty cool that I got to, I'm going to marry him. Um, PA school is actually a huge accomplishment for me. Um, Just because I had to work really hard to get in. I'm not like one of those photogenic memory type people. And I like took a weird route to get there. So I'm happy I ended up here. And then obviously all my like, game stuff, it's a cool accomplishment too, but. So, so about your fiance, your, your picture of the engagement was on a bridge. Is there a significance to that? Where that um, took place? Yeah, it was just a, it was a bridge in Nashville. So I didn't Now there know. is. <laughs> now there is exactly. I didn't know it was coming obviously. Um, I just remember being like so hungry and he had like reservations set up, but they were like, we got there 30 minutes early and he wanted to like go walk on this bridge. And I was like, can we just maybe go to the bar? We'll get a drink. We'll get some table bread, something like I'm starving. I'm so hungry. And he was very adamant about needing to go walk on the bridge. So it's like, okay, we'll go walk on the bridge. And then that's how that happened. So yeah, it was made for great pictures. Oh yeah. 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 So I think I know the answer to this, but would you ever consider um, competing as an individual in no. the future? Nope. <laughs> I would not. What is the factor behind that? You just like being on a team? You've always done team sports? Yeah, those two things. Team's more fun. Um, I just don't think I would enjoy individual, honestly. Yeah, it just yeah. isn't. Well, then you have to prioritize, you know, the quality of life and wh- what you enjoy. If you don't, if you're not going to enjoy it, even if you're good at it, it's not going to yeah. matter. Right. It just wouldn't be worth the sacrifice that I would have to make to be good at it or to be the best I could be anyway at it. Um, mm-hmm. Just time-wise and yeah, it just wouldn't be worth the energy to me anyway. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a fan of partner workouts way more than, or the team series more than the open. Like yeah. I've always enjoyed the the team aspect more, but I always, you know, I, I like pushing for other people too. Like I, yeah. and, and sharing the glory. Yeah. And that's always been one of Andrea's points too. Like, yeah, I could go do this workout individually, but probably if I have to do it with a partner, if I have a partner waiting on me, I'm just going to go harder just because I don't like to let people down. I know they're waiting on me. Just the pressure to perform because you don't want to disappoint someone or do less than what they I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's just, Mm. it's different than, well, I'm only going to let myself down. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I always just, I like the breaks. I get breaks. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my favorite part about it. So um, last question here. What's the best piece of advice you've received? 
Oh man, that's really hard too. Um, mm. Maybe from a coach, a teacher, a parent. Um, or a piece of advice you've given maybe. Honestly, I think just um, not, this isn't like a short answer, but just to keep, to keep challenging yourself throughout life. And if you start to feel like you're, uh, I don't know, better than those around you or not being challenged or not being pushed by whatever you're doing, just to like seek the next level. So to always continue to try to make yourself better and I guess never be satisfied with, with where you're at. Even if you're like, you know, you have to acknowledge accomplishments, honestly, but to just keep pushing, pushing your boundaries because you're always able to do a little bit more than you think. Um, so to just keep finding, I guess, higher limits to, to try to find, to try to push. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Taylor, this has been a fun hour. Um, you are a really interesting person. Um, you've been one of my favorite athletes to watch uh, since you came into the sport. Uh, I just, as a Clydesdale, I like that grit and uh, the toughness you show. And thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, have a great night. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. As a listener of the show, you can get 15% off everything except special editions and new releases when you use the code Clydesdale15 at checkout. That's Clydesdale15, all caps, at rxsmartgear.com. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.